in the name of Jesus. Break up fellow ground. Mavrana Gopdahanda, be the farmer, be the farmer, be the farmer of the ground of your heart right now and begin to pluck out the weeds, begin to pluck out the thorns, begin to pluck out, yes, the parasites. Ita to the Dakina Franz, the things within that hinder the growth, development in a man Javradiga Brande and fruitfulness of the Word of God. Open the heart, O God. We break up fallow ground. The things that are destruction, that choke the word, distract us from receiving from God. Le pranda clevere sange le brede de canze le veriatatoia. Ramingo valambariga losa tila franza cle nosta pradena. Yakoida i capanta scavaino. Lobanaite farana zusca balesce cleno zanamanta cavrede. Ebri santore bebdehenta di compre ida. Labano sefenene caliosa tanda. Radanda cosanta cavranita saile. Oshan le bananta kifrando ze clemange le shutra. Ati biga la hande, vigo sanda. Ranta cavradila salande, manda clavrazada da califranze le janza brada califredige, manta zavrada da califranze clebredige, moshanza clavraza pranoto senda, manta zavrada da calibronze le clevre sanje bidae, manta zavrada da calosipae, retene de clamfrananzo lo shika pranze le cura bande, irahata sa, alacaracata sanda, ma anta saprananda, open your heads. Ye gates, and let the King of Glory enter. Let the King of Glory enter. Hunt up, open the soul gates, open the heart gates, open the spirit gates. Inta pranza da franza gramanda for the word, for the word, for the word, for the word. Manta prana conta sai. Heart open up. In shanta caprananta kebredigaba. Hey, Lamanta, Zavaradia, Zavaradia, hey, my God, Venta Saprananda, Jedebande, Kose Baita Kuremende, Vedemende Stentore, Memenita Sandi Kaleve, Ila Kiano Seprenda Katimun Sheliva, Radika, Radiko Sebele Shenita, Radanana Cancro Sanda Bedinando Sevredi, Mondays of Kura Banta Sefrenentos Kite. Oh, bless your father. Bless your name, Lord. Bless your name, Lord. We thank you. We thank you for the ministry of the word of God. Receive fully. Be the hearers of the word of God. Thank you, Father. Ooh, hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hello. How are you? Praise God. Yesterday, we received amazing news uh, that the Mnissi's uh, gave birth, not these Mnissi's, 
Eu não... <risos> não, these misses, the Adam misses, the Junior misses, uh, received their little boy uh, yesterday. You know, praise God. I think it was, when was it? I think it was last year. Last year, when we were having a miracle service, and uh, I was receiving your prayers and uh, your prayer request from the Lord. They, they, they sent that they wanted a baby boy and we prayed and released the word of God over them. And they went and had conceived and then the baby died and when they told me I said don't worry God is not a man that he should lie God is not a man that he should lie so don't don't worry don't fret and just a couple of weeks later they conceived again and they had their boy because the word of God does not fail. And we want to congratulate them on uh, their new baby boy. Praise God. God is able to give us our heart's desires. You know, it's something that we must fully, fully believe. Because sometimes I find that God's people are not so confident about God's ability to do and God's ability to intervene in their lives. And we, we have to build that confidence through the word and the records that are given us in the word of God. Because ultimately, our convictions about the Lord, our convictions about his ability will will stem from the persuasion that we receive from his word you know the scriptures tells us that the testimonies of the lord are sure they they stand the tests of time and you you have to believe that god is able you know, for a moment, just, just brush aside the fact that God is able to do for you, right? There has to be a settled conviction within you that God's power is unlimited and God is able, is able to move 
in my life as he has in the lives of those I read about, I hear about. You know, last, last week we were teaching on the, on, on the second foundation on faith and we were just continuing that. And uh, Mama called me later on, I think it was Monday, and she said, you know, Pastor, you, yesterday when you taught us the word, I finally understood what faith is. And I put it to practice because that's what the word of God should do. You see, God's word should move you to act, move you to believe. We are not without help. And this is something that we, we must be fully convinced about. We, we are not without help. And that's why we, we're teaching this series to help us strengthen those spiritual foundations that make for a great life, that make for a life that pleases God, that glorifies God. And let me tell you, a life that glorifies God, a life that pleases God is not an ordinary life. A life that pleases God and glorifies God is a supernatural life. It, it, it is a life of the miraculous. Because remember, you can't prove the existence of God by being ordinary. You can't show forth the reality of God by being like an ordinary human being. The only way you can display and prove his reality is through supernatural means, is through the miraculous. So if you say, my God is alive, show us. By, by what way? By what methodology? How is he alive? What kind of God is he? And God is a spiritual being. He's, he's a supernatural being. He's above the supernatural spectrum. So if, if we are going to validate his, his reality in our lives, it's going to be through the supernatural platform. There's no other way. There's, there's no other way. The kingdom of God is not in word only, but in power. The, the word, the power is dunam. And you know, I'm fully convinced that in the generation in which we live in, one of the reasons why there's such a large population of the world that, that, that is becoming unbelieving you know, people who, who are Christians, who were Christians, who are now turning away from the Christian faith. One of the reasons is because there, there is far less display of the dunamis of God. And even the way in which the dunamis of God is displayed is general. You understand that? It's, it's general. It's not, it's, it's, it's not all inspiring. It's general. Because men have, and, 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 this, and this, is the, this is the deception that Satan has brought in, where theology has become more prioritized, theology in the form of 
revelation, doctrine has become more prioritized than witnessing for Jesus. Remember, when, when the apostles received the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, you will receive power. You will receive power. And, and you will be my witness. You will witness for me. So, doctrine cannot be used to prove the existence of God. Only power can. You see, doctrine is used to build the people who are already convinced that God exists. But you can't use doctrine. You can't use the 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 deepness of revelation to prove the reality of Jesus. You can't. And this is what we've been trying to do for generations, for years, for decades. We, we've been trying to prove to the world that Jesus is alive by our teachings. We've been trying to prove that God is alive by our revelations. So now the standard in the church is how much revelation you can cough out. And we need to really revise why we're doing what we're doing. Because the, the first and primary objective of a believer, of a minister, of a Christian, is to demonstrate the reality of God. Paul said, my preaching was not with enticing words of human wisdom. But in the he says his preaching was in demonstration of power. Now, we, we bored. The body of Christ is bored because we have not taken, we have not taken the the efforts to seek the deep things of God. So what happens with the faith of God's people, it begins to wane. It begins to grow cold. Why? Because the, the, the vitality, the dynamic activities of the Spirit of God are not as frequent and we must contend when we see such things happening that's the time to contend for the faith so there is a dimension of of warfare that we must engage in in order for us to carry out the faith Live out the faith that was laid down once and for all. So to, I, I want to talk to you today about the warfare dimension of faith. 
how you will never really exercise real faith without fighting for it. Let, let's read uh, uh, Jude. No, let's read Romans, excuse me. Let's read Romans and then we'll go to Jude. Now uh, we're going to discuss certain things. So sometimes you wonder why you're a Christian, but your faith is not strong. Your faith is not growing. You're not developing in, in the faith that, that regulates kingdom living. And you wonder why, but you read the Bible. You wonder why you, you, you pray, but the faith that is essential for accessing and expressing kingdom dimensions is missing is because to get access to that faith, you must fight for it. Let's read uh, Romans um, chapter 1 verse uh, 17. For the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. If, if you read Galatians chapter 3 verse 11, the scripture says, but no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident. For the just shall live by, by, by faith. See that? The just shall live by faith because nobody is justified in the sight of God by the law. So the just lives by faith. Let's, let's look at uh, Hebrews chapter 10 verse 37 and 38. For yet a little while, he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul is no pleasure in him. So he says, the just, who are the just? The just are those that have received justification and, and been pronounced righteous through their acceptance of the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. So every Christian who answers the name of Jesus, who answers to the sacrifice of Jesus, that is the one whom the scriptures call the just. And the scripture tells us that if you are righteous by faith, you ought to live by the faith which made you righteous. So he says, the just shall live by faith. So it is clear that every child of God is commanded to carry out their life, to regulate their lives by faith. It, it, is, it, is, it is a commandment laid upon everyone who answers the name of Jesus. That your life should be guided, regulated, governed by faith. That, that means everything you do should be faith-based. Why? Why does the Bible say the just shall live by faith? I, I explained a little bit uh, uh, of that to you last week when the scripture tells us, when I was teaching you how because there's a relationship between faith and the supernatural. So faith is interconnected to the supernatural. 
Faith is interconnected to God. You, you cannot separate what faith is from God. Because faith finds its origins, finds its definitions from God himself. So every single thing that is going to be done by God toward man will be connected through faith. So faith is the line that connects man with God. Before faith, it was the law. Remember, the Bible tells us that the law was, was, a, was a, a principle, was, was a nanny until faith came. So the law became a tutor for, for, for the human race until faith came. Now that faith has come, the law is now subservient to faith. Why? Because faith is the mediator, is the mediatory system that is used for man to relate with God and his kingdom. So when the Bible tells us that just shall live by faith, he's telling us that really God's mind in us living by faith is actually our connection to the divine, our connection to the realms. Because without faith, we cannot uh, interface the realm. We cannot express the realm of God. In other words, we cannot receive the miraculous. Remember, God's sovereignty in the earth, in the earth, God's sovereignty in the earth is limited by the boundaries that he has set for himself for how he is to function on earth. Because the earth belongs to man. He has given it to man. But the heavens, even the heavens of heavens, belong to the Lord. So he has free reign in the heavens. That's why the Bible tells us that your word, O Lord, is settled in heaven. In other words, there is no hindrance to the word and establishment of God's word in the heavens because he has complete and supreme reign and sovereignty in the heavens. But when it comes to the earth, he, he needs a vessel. God always needs a vessel to function on earth. His sovereignty is limited and it's the laws which he has set is limited by, by how he has set the structure of, of the earth. So that if God is going to operate in the earth, it's going to be through man. It's going to be through invitation. Without invitation, God does not work. That's why Jesus said men ought always to pray because without God being invited, God may never work. Because the earth belongs to man. So where faith comes in is that faith creates the platform. You understand? It creates the platform for God and his heavens to, 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 to superimpose upon the natural dimensions. That's why when Jesus walked the earth, what he required from man was faith because without faith, God cannot do. The Bible even tells us that Jesus could not do no mighty work in his hometown because of unbelief. They could not pay what was necessary. So God could not give what they needed because faith is a precursor to the miraculous. Faith is a precursor to the supernatural power of God. So if God is not moving in your life, the first place you check is your faith balance. 
If the supernatural dimensions of God are not revealed in your life, the first place you check is your faith balance. Because it is that that determines how much of that dimension can be siphoned into your own. So he says that just shall live by faith because God needs faith in order for him to mobilize his resources toward your direction. So the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. You, you, you cannot rise. You cannot advance or progress in the realms, in the kingdom without faith. And that's why I said to you, it is one of the most important foundations to strengthen in your life. And this is the number one foundation that is attacked. It is the number one foundation that Satan is constantly after. Constantly trying to, to, to hinder, to prohibit and block. Which means that faith is the better ground for spirits. Because God wants to work in your life. God wants to do good in your life. God wants to establish his will, his purposes, his plans for your life. But without faith, he cannot do that. And Satan knows it. So, Satan doesn't want God working in your life. Satan doesn't want God moving in your life. These diabolical spirits don't want God being, God's plan being established in your life. Where do you think they will attack? Which base will they attack in your life? It's faith. It's your faith base. Because as, as long as they can keep that faith base, that balance low, my God, you, you will never, ex you will think God is not alive. You will think God does not exist. You will think God does not love you. Because without faith, you cannot experience God's love. <laughs> so, so then faith becomes a dimension for warfare. That if you're going to exercise your faith in God, and if you're going to exercise your faith in general, you have to fight. And that's why I believe in what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 17, when he said this kind, this kind, because I believe unbelief is a spirit. I believe it. The Bible talks about the spirit of faith. If the spirit of faith exists, that means the spirit of unbelief exists. So I believe with all my heart that what was, what was, what was operating upon the disciples, the, 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 what was blocking their ability to express power. Because if you read Matthew chapter 10, the Bible says that Jesus gave them power. He gave them power to heal all men of diseases and sicknesses and to cast out devils. They had the power, but they did not have the faith to extract it. They did not have the faith to release it. Just like many Christians who have the Holy Ghost, who have the powerhouse of heaven within them, but without faith, they can't release. Why? Because the spirit of unbelief is warring against their faith. 
And Jesus said, this time, think about it, think about it, that there's a dimension of faith, a dimension of warfare concerning faith that just hearing the word will not solve. That just hearing the word is not enough. That you need to pray. You need to fast. Because this kind does not go out. In other words, you cannot tell unbelief, go. Because he does not hear you. He does not hear you. What you need to do is that you, 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 you need to go and talk to the supreme. You, 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 need to, you, you, you need to separate. You, 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 you need to lose. Remember, your connection to the world is food. Your connection, your number one connection to the world is food. Is food. That's your number one connection to the world. And if the world has power over you, and it's been exercising power over you. That means the medium through which unbelief will access your life is the world. So the spirit will utilize the world, the system. So in order for you to begin to, begin to separate and rise above the world, what do you need to do? You need to detach what connects you to the world. So that you can connect. So when the devil comes to Jesus and says, if you are the son of God, tend the strong to bring Jesus. Said, no, 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 no. Man shall not live by bread alone. That means there are times, there are seasons and phases in life where you need to lose touch, connection from this world like Jesus did. Why did Jesus have power over the world? He said, for the prince of this world hath nothing in me. He hath nothing in me. So the judge shall live by faith. But if you're going to live by faith successfully, you have to understand the warfare dimension. You have to understand that you're going to have to fight. You're going to have to war. You, you have to, you're going to have to go to war to live by faith. Because no devil is going to allow you to be a portal, to be a door, for God on earth. Because remember, God just needs one man. God doesn't need a nation. He, he just needs one man. He can, he can transform an entire generation. So he said, the just shall live by faith. Now let's look at Jude. Because Jude lays down groundwork for faith and then we want to take this thing into the spirit how how do you win over satanic forces how, how do you win overcome over satanic forces look at this you see, can we go deeper? 
The Bible says this. The Bible says that God afterward destroyed those who did not believe. He delivered them but destroyed those who didn't believe. Why? Because anybody without faith is useless to God. Let that sink in. He destroyed an entire generation because that generation was useless to God for the progression and prosperity of his purposes. God, God could not carry out what he wanted through them. So they were useless. Why? Because they did not believe. You see that? They did not believe. Remember, Satan, Satan does not need your belief in order for him to work. He needs your unbelief. He thrives in unbelief. <laughs> Remember, Satan is entire. He's everything God is not. So his operations are always an, antith an antithesis of what God does and how God operates. Because if, if God needs faith and the whole world has faith, there is no space for Satan. So Satan occupies the vacuum of what God is not. Why? Because he cannot operate or he cannot uh, occupy the same territory of God. So if God needs faith, Satan must need what? Unbelief. Right? He must need, un because he occupies the vacuum of where God does not work, what God is not. That's why the Bible calls him the enemy of all that is good. All that is good in your life will be fought. Oh, all that is good in your life will be fought. So these people became useless to God because God traverses the earth through faith. So because they did not believe, God killed them because they were useless. Which means that a man becomes useless to the purposes of God without faith. Especially those purposes involve him. Hallelujah. That means in your life, you can become useless to God doing what he wants to do. So when he finds you useless, you know what he does? He goes around the world seeking for somebody to intercede for you. Because remember, the antidote for unbelief is fasting and prayer. <laughs> Let, let's look at, let's look at uh, Jude, please. Jude, chapter 1, verse 3. Beloved, while I was very diligent, to write to you concerning our common salvation. I found it necessary 
You, you see that? I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly. The word is epagonizimai. To contend earnestly. In other words, to, to fight, to struggle for the faith, which was once for all delivered to the saints. So he, he says that he found it necessary to, to write to you, to the brethren, exhorting them to fight earnestly. In other words, with, with, with ardent seriousness, to fight for the faith, which was once for all delivered to the saints. Because, listen to the reason why, okay? Listen to the reason why he says that. He says, because certain men have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out for this condemnation. For this condemnation, ungodly men who turn the grace of our Lord into lewdness and deny the only law. He, he's telling you that there is, there is an infiltration in the body. There's an infiltration in the body of Christ that has taken place. That satanic agents have now entered in, infiltrated and gotten to positions of power. And these men have one specific agenda. Their mission is to turn the grace of God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. So the, their assignment is to pervert and weaken the faith of God's people. Their assignment is to cause God's people to deviate from the path of the Lord. He says they have crept in. They have crept in unnoticed. He says they have crept in unnoticed. That means these men, when, when, when outwardly, they look Christian. They look like ministers. They look, they look like shepherds. But, but they are under satanic governance. They are under the rule. They are, they are satanic infiltrations into the... So he, said, he said, I need to contend. Why? Because this man has stood as enemies of the faith. So, 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 so Jude said, I'm, I'm writing so that you can, you, can, you can begin to contend and fight. Fight for the faith. Fight for the faith. Anna. Fight for the faith. Why? Do you know without faith in the spirit, not only can God not work and operate in our lives, but actually we have no protection against Satan. We, 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 we have no protection against satanic onslaughts. Faithlessness actually makes us vulnerable to Satan. 
Hence, I say that the, the faith dimension, to, to really operate in it, you need to learn to war. You need to learn to war. Because this is a dimension that Satan will utilize all of his resources to stop you from operating in. Because faith, faith is, is what allows God to manifest in the earth. So look at your, think about, just think about your life right now. Just think about the things in your life that are being hindered. The things in your life that are being withheld is, is not God that withholds those things. Remember the angel Gabriel said to Daniel, he said, from the first day, from the first day, you set your heart to see God. From the first day, he said, he said, the answer was sent and I have come to bring that answer. But I was held by the kings, not king. He says, I, 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 I was held back by the prince of Persia. Then he said, I was left alone with the kings of Persia. Not one, kings of Persia. So there were, there were satanic principalities that prohibited the answer from reaching Daniel. So sometimes you are praying and you think, God, where's my answer? God, I, I've been praying, I've been asking, I've been doing, nothing is forthcoming. No, 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 child of God. God is not the problem. There is a wall. There is a hindrance between heaven's transportation system and your receptacles here on earth. There is a blockade in the realms and that realm requires an unlocking called faith I told you last week I said I said little prayer is a work of the devil little prayer little praying is a work of the devil because think about it think about it the scripture tells us that the angel came on the 24th day 24 days into uh, Daniel's fast. In fact, he came, he, Daniel was, was fasting for three full weeks. Three full weeks, which is 21 days. And the angel came on the 24th day. And when the angel came, he said to him, for 21 days, not 24. So that means for the three days that the angel was released, the angel was making his journey to the earth. So, after Michael came on the 25th day, they fought for three days. And then Gabriel came down quickly to give a message, to give the answer. And then he said, I'm returning to fight again. Because war was still going on. But what I'm trying to show you is that Daniel had to pray for three weeks for there to be a release. Why wasn't Michael sent to assist Gabriel on the second day? Why? Why wasn't the assistant given on the second day? Why did the assistant come on the 21st day? Because, because, because remember, man, Jesus said, ought always to pray. And that was a teaching on faith. 
Men ought always to pray and not give up. In other words, pray until the answer comes. So I tell you, little praying is a work of the devil. Here, you, you must understand what I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about faith. I'm not talking about faith. Faith. Faith as a as a way to receive salvation. Where you're like, uh, uh, no, I'm, I'm I'm talking about getting to a dimension where your your faith becomes what you live by. Your faith becomes your modus operandi. You don't get there tomorrow. You don't get there in 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 a week. No, there's a there's a warfare dimension that you you must participate in. And how do you participate in? Jesus said it so beautifully. He said prayer. You're not talking to the devil, you're talking to God. It's prayer. So there's something about communicating with God that destroys yokes. There's something about communicating with God that destroys spirits that sends forth angelic ministries. And you are there communicating with God. And there was a contention in the realms for 21 days. You pray one day, nothing is forthcoming, you give up the next day. Yeah. Budim. Who, who do you think is telling you to give up? Is Satan working through your flesh? Why? Because, because your little praying is the success of Satan's agenda. Huh. Your little praying is, is Satan's success. Satan succeeds when we pray little. He needs, remember, Satan occupies the vacuum that God does not. So if God is pro-prayerfulness, Satan is pro-prayerlessness. <laughs> if God is pro-faith, Satan is pro-unbelief. So he is the king of unbelief. Satan is the king of prayerlessness. Look at your life. If the character, if your prayer life is characterized by little praying, there's a prince over your life. I'll leave it there. That one, I'll leave it there. There's a prince over your life and it's not Prince Jesus because the Bible tells us that Jesus prayed all night on many occasions that Jesus will wake up a great while before dawn and he would go out into the desert and pray. Prayerless Christians are governed by, by the prince of prayerlessness. <laughs> now you know there's a demon Call prayerlessness. There's a demon called prayerlessness. His primary agenda is to stop you. Why? Because remember, prayer builds faith. It doesn't bring it, it builds it. You see, with the word, with the word, you have you have the materials of faith. With prayer, 
you, you, you build faith. That's why Jude, when he was closing, he said, build up yourselves on your most holy faith. By what? Praying in the Holy Ghost. Do you think you are just saying, no, is, is, is enter the warfare space. And you must understand, the warfare space of, of the faith dimension requires sustained, prolonged praying. See, now you see why the miraculous, the supernatural is not as evident in our lives. Do you see why the supernatural is not as evident in our lives? Because our praying is governed by the prince of prayerlessness, by the prince of little praying. No, I'm not saying little praying does not have its role. No, 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 no. But it, 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 must, it must not be the base of our lives. It must be complementary. So when a little praying is, is not complementary, it's foundational. It's a fundamental aspect of who you are as a Christian. That means that you, you have been governed. You, you, are, you are controlled. We'll discuss this when we talk about the third foundation. But Jude says, pray. Pray. Building yourself on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 6. Imagine, Abraham, it took him 25 years to get faith. 25 years. This father of faith. <laughs> Abraham, the father of faith. This guy was struggling. Abraham was struggling with faith. You, you are struggling with believing God. 25 years. Even nine months before his wife carried a baby, she was laughing in unbelief. That me, this being this old, will I give birth? <laughs> God, God just told him, I will visit them next day. This one is laughing behind the tent. <laughs> Me? <laughs> Till the last day, there was a struggle in belief. 25 years. Why? Why? Do you think Satan was just going to let Abraham, poop, poop, Isaac, change the world? Hebrew race. It was just going to happen like that. Jesus, 30 years. Oh, 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 30 years. He made 30 years to start ministry. 40 years. 40 days of prayer and fasting. What, what, why do you think all that is happening? The Bible says that before Moses went to kill that Egyptian, in his heart, he had already known that he, he had a calling to deliver these people. So what did Satan do? He tried to stop it. Kill. He motivated. Kill. What happened for the next 40 years? Guys in the wilderness roaming around with sheep. With sheep. No, that was not what God planned for Moses. Do you understand that? 
So don't think just because God has plans for you that those plans are just going to happen without any smooth ride. No. God, God will allow for a period, a season for faith to be tried, for faith to be tested. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, Peter, please, we'll, we'll, we'll come back there. Uh, first Peter, please. First Peter. Hallelujah. Are you learning something? Hallelujah. Blessed be, verse, uh, First Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, according to his abundant mercy, has begotten us again <laughs> to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Right? To an inheritance incorruptible. Verse 4 undefiled and does, that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. Verse 5, who are kept by the power of God through faith. Did, did you see that? You are kept by the power of God through faith. That means the moment you lose faith, the power of God can keep you. You see, you are kept by the power of God. What's keeping you is the power of God, but, but it is through your faith. So the, the sustenance of your life by the power of God is only as strong as faith. God's power is not weak, but in you, it can, it can become weak. It can be made weak. So he said, you are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice. Though now for a little while, though now for a little while, if need be. You see, if there's a need, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. So that the genuineness of your faith, <laughs> being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So he says, he says, now if need be your faith through various trials is being, is being what? Is being molded and tested to see what sort it will be found in the revelation of Jesus Christ. So you will be shocked, my brothers and my sisters, when Jesus is revealed at his revelation that the people whom you thought had faith did not have faith. The people whom you thought believed did not believe. That's why you should never observe a man's life through their outward appearance. You should use the system of discernment to look within. Because really, the navigation of man's life is determined from within. Because outside, we can put on a show, we can put on a mask, we can put on a front. You can say you have faith, but inside you are a wrecking ball of unbelief. <laughs> So there are seasons where your faith, God will allow to go under purification. 
so that it may be tested and refined. So that when you come out of those seasons, you, you, you come out with a proven faith, genuine faith. If there's genuine faith, there's fake faith. Brother, fake faith does not last through the seasons, does not last through the cauldrons of trials. It does not last. It, 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 can, it buckles. It always buckles. When it goes through the fire, it buckles. Start questioning, hey, Mara, is God real? Is God real? Or maybe we've, 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 been, we've, been, we've been misled here because I'm, I'm going through the most. <laughs> Your faith has been tried. Your toughest moments in life are what proves the genuineness of your faith. So when you go through trials, the Bible tells us, count it all joy, count it all joy. When you go through diverse tests and trials, count it all joy. Why? Knowing that the trying of your faith produces much patience. Because let me tell you, let me tell you, if you have faith, if you have faith, if you have faith, you'll always win. You will always win because Satan, Matha cannot resist faith. If Satan resists you, it means you don't have faith. Because Satan does not have it in him to resist faith. Notice, the Bible tells us that the disciples could not cure him, but Jesus cured him. And when they came, they asked Jesus, why could we not cure Jesus? Because of your unbelief. They were resisted. The devil, that spirit, that demon resisted them. Because they did not have faith that it can come out. Which means that the devil cannot resist faith. It's not in him. That's what the Bible says. Him resist in faith. That's what the Bible says. Him resist in faith. That's how you resist. You resist in faith. He you will flee from. You flee from. Here, my brother, my sister, I'm not talking about you meditating, you know, getting faith. No, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about the Rhema dimension where you receive faith. No, I'm talking about warring to live in that dimension. Because the Bible says the just shall live by faith. They live, they live by faith. Hallelujah. Faith is what makes anything possible. Faith is what makes anything possible. Anything becomes possible with faith. Even, even the most impossible of situations become possible when faith is introduced. Now, let's look at something in Ephesians chapter 6. Now, let, let's begin to enter the dimensions. To show you really, brother, what matters in the warfare dimensions. When you are warring with Satan, what really matters? Because there are, there, are, there are three things. There are three things that really matter in the spirit when it comes to warfare. No, others are important, but these ones are above all. When, when, when it comes to dealing with principalities, with powers. Listen, Jesus, and, and I, want, I want you guys to really understand this. There is no demon 
strong enough. <laughs> I don't know if I should say this. There are no strong demons anymore. There, there, there are no strong principalities. There are no strong, there are no strong demons anymore. What there is though are weak faith Christians. So it's not really that they are strong devils. No, there's only weak faith Christians. So, so it is projected or it appears like the demons and principalities are strong because of the absence of strong faith. Because at the face of strong faith, every demon you think is strong will crumble. I, I don't care how it looks. I don't care how many, I don't care. Any demon buckles before strong faith. It has to yield because remember, and I wish we could understand this. Let's teach. Let's teach. Colossians chapter 2. Hallelujah. Let's, let's, let's teach this. Let's teach this. Colossians chapter 2, verse 11. Uh, uh, verse 9. Okay? Look at this. For in him this Jesus, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead, bodily. This, the, the, the bodily part is very important. It's really the most important communication here. Because it's simple, easy for us to really understand and contemplate that the Godhead dwells in Jesus. Right? But then bodily, there's another story. Because that means the entire Godhead is composite within a body. And, and if the Godhead can dwell bodily in Jesus, the Godhead can dwell bodily in you. So he says, and you are complete in him. Hey, right? You are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. That means every, every hierarchy, whether from the demonic or the angelic, Jesus is the head is the head of all principalities and power. Jesus is the head of all principalities and power. When, when these principalities look to Jesus, they say, yes, sir. They call him sir. They, they, they call him their chief. So, so Jesus is the chief. Is the chief head of all principality and power. You see, Africa... And African theology will, will try and make you think otherwise. Right? Will try and dress Satan to look like this powerful being. He's only powerful proportion to your faith. Not proportion to himself. So, so there, is, there is really a very, it's subtle, but it's a 
deadly theology in Africa that proposes and presents to us a, 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 a reality that contrasts the work of Jesus Christ and who he is. Which is really faithlessness. Because if we are truly faithful to his word and what the scriptures tell us about him, there is no devil, no witch in this world you will fear. None, 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 none. Because all of them report to Jesus. All of them, they report to Jesus. So the scripture tells us that he is the head of all principality and power. Now, it doesn't matter what you've experienced before. It doesn't matter what you've heard being preached before. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. What matters is what Jesus says. Remember, my brothers and my sisters, in this life, in this life, when you, when you get before God, what will matter is not what you did. Because many of us think that to, to, to God, when we get before him, he, he, what will matter is what you did. No, it's not what you did that will matter. It's what you, it's what you did that was his will that will carry weight. So it is the will of God that trumps every activity. You understand that? So it, it, it really doesn't matter what anybody says. That matter how they present it. Because if any man brings a gospel other than that which was first delivered to you, he said, let them be accursed. That's the standard of the gospel. Huh? It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how, how, what credentials you have, what ranking you have. If you present a message, a doctrine, a revelation that does not have consistency in the language of the reality that Jesus brought and the scriptures reveal, you are cursed. Doesn't matter how many members you have, doesn't matter how what following you have, what matters is the word. And the Bible tells us that Jesus, look at that, is the head. <laughs> he, he, he is he is the head of all principality and power. So, so I'm telling you now, there are no strong devils anymore. They don't exist. They only exist in your mind. I, I want to pause there. Go to Hebrews quickly, chapter 4. And then we'll come back there quickly. No, Hebrews chapter 2, excuse me. And imagine if, if you are under Jesus, if you are in Jesus, if you are in Jesus, if you are in Christ and he is the head of all principality, what does that make you? It makes you the chief of every principality. The chief among witches, the chief among wizards. That's what they call, that's what they call uh, 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 Daniel, they call him Belteshazzar, the chief of magicians. Why? Because in him was a spirit that trumped all other spirits. So there are no, there are no, there are no strong demons. It's only weak faith. 
The illusion of strength the devil portrays is due to your lack of your faith in God and his word. Because if you truly believe God, you'd see the devil for what he truly is. A mouse dressing in a lion's body. Let's read Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death. Think about it. Jesus destroyed him who had the power of death through death, not through life. Imagine what more through life. Life is, life is more powerful than death. Do you understand that? Life is more powerful than death. But Jesus destroyed Satan in his death. Now he's alive. What do you think he's doing? If Jesus, if Jesus destroyed the one who had previously the power of death, Satan had, think, 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 is logic. If Jesus destroyed him who had the power of death, the Bible didn't say through life. The Bible said through death destroyed he who had the power of death. That is the devil. So we know who it was. We know who had the power. He doesn't have it anymore. Because the Bible tells us that Jesus holds the keys of death and Hades in his hands. So if, if Jesus, if Jesus through his death destroyed the devil, what is Jesus doing to the devil through his life? Because Jesus is not dead anymore. And if life is greater than death and death destroyed, the death of Jesus destroyed the devil, what is the life of Jesus doing to him? That was a cue for you to shout because what that means is that you don't have to be bound. You see, there was a cue for you to shout, run around because you don't have to be bound because Jesus is alive. Jesus is dead, the devil is destroyed. So the devil in the mind of Jesus is a thing of the past. He is what he, listen, he is somebody he defeated long ago. He doesn't matter to him. Do you think after, after a champion beats an opponent in the ring, he beats him up and beats him up and he finishes him off. Do you think he still is at home worrying and thinking about what is that guy doing? He, he beat him. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who that guy goes and beats after him. To him, is nothing. I've beaten him. You, you, do, do you understand that? And, and more so, Jesus defeated, when Jesus was dying, when Jesus was giving up his last ghost, Satan was, Satan was destroyed. As, as he died, he was destroyed. Now, let's go back and read. Because what I'm trying to really show you here is that the problem is due to faithlessness. There's very little faith in the body of Christ today. I, I, I'm talking about the faith that was laid down for the saints. There's very little of that faith. There is very little of that faith. Because the faith that is of God, that is of Jesus, Never exalts the devil. Never exalts him. It doesn't. It can't. 
Not after what he did to him. What did he say? He said, cast out devils. That's what he told them. Go cast out. What boldness? What boldness? Cast out devils. You, a devil is arresting you day in, day out. Day in, day out, the devil is arresting you. You are afraid. You, you, know, you are afraid. You are afraid to take possession. <laughs> His faithlessness is not because of the strength of a devil. Now let's read. In him also you were circumcised with the circumcision. That's Colossians chapter uh, 2 verse 11. In him also you were circumcised with did you understand that? Think, think about it. The Bible says, in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead. And then it says, you are in him. So you are parked right where the Godhead is in Christ. Because the Godhead is in Christ. You are in him. That means you and the Godhead co-share a space within Jesus. Uh, let's leave that. <laughs> By putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Verse 12, buried with him in baptism, in which also you were raised with him through faith. You were raised with him through faith in the working of God. Do you see how God works? Do you see how God works? Through faith. The working of God is in faith. So how much God works in your life is determined by faith. In the working of God who raised him from the dead. Verse 13. And you being dead in your trespasses and uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him. You know, I, I don't have time to discuss this. We'll discuss this some other time. Having forgiven you all trespasses. Having forgiven you. Oh. Yeah. Having forgiven is not going to having forgiven you all trespasses not sins here trespasses having wiped out anamatiga haske hurabantra akrinide having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us which was contrary to us and he has taken it out of the way having nailed it to the cross. Now, verse 15. Having disarmed. The word there is put off to divest wholly. Having put off. Having put off, having spoiled principalities and powers. He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Yeah. He, he made a public spectacle. That means it, it, it's past tense. Jesus has already had a victory parade over the devil, over every principality and power. So that means that we don't have today a devil problem. We don't have a devil problem. What we have is a faith problem. 
Because the Bible says he's disarmed them. So the devil, the principalities are not your problem. Your, your problem is faith. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. It's set in stone. It's set in stone. That if he's building a church, there's no need to worry about the gates of hell. Because he said he will build it and the gates of hell will not prevail. That means the church is building is impenetrable. Satan cannot advance against it. So Jesus, what, what are you saying? What the scriptures is telling us that our main problem in the body is faithlessness. The faith which was laid down for the saints. Now let's read Ephesians chapter 6 with this in mind, right? With this in mind, with the destruction of these principalities in mind. He said, put, verse, uh, Ephesians 6, 10, put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles, not the power, the crafts, the deceit, the trickeries of the devil. Right? For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. All right, we understand. But against disarmed principalities. But against spoiled principalities. But against destroyed principalities. We are wrestling against principalities that were disarmed. Principalities that were spoiled. What is happening here is that they, on their way down, you know when a person is defeated? You, do you know that when, a, when, a, when you see a person is defeated, he uses his last breath to just, we are dealing with those kind of people. Destroyed, but you know, they are still on their last breath. So he said, we're wrestling against principalities and against power. And remember, you are chief principality by virtue of being in Christ over these principalities. By right, you are their chief. You are, you are head above them. Because remember, the scripture tells us that you are seated above all principality and power. You, in Christ. So he says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities that are spoiled, against powers that are destroyed, against the rulers of the darkness of this age that are disarmed, and against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places that have no power. <laughs> you, you get that? Therefore, 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 take up the whole arm of God that you may be able to withstand. Right? He didn't say fight. He said withstand. That you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having all done, done all, stand. Then he said, verse 14, stand therefore. Then he begins to list. Having, your, your, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now, look at verse 16. The tone changes. The tone changes. The, the tone changes. He says, above all. Huh? That means above, above all. What is he saying? Above, above what? Above the ways of truth. Above the breastplate of righteousness. Above. Having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all. Above all, doing what? Look, look at what faith is in the spirit. Look at what faith is in the armor of God. Because this is, this is the listing 
of the armor of God. Look at what faith is in the armor of God. Look at what faith is in the spirit. He says, above all, taking the shield of faith. Now, I, I want to talk about that uh, independent from the entire scripture. I want to talk about the shield of faith because the word there, shield, right? Uh, Thyrios, right? Thyrios comes from the word, its root word is Thyra. Thyra actually refers to a gate, a door, a, a portal. So if you were to use the root word, the Greek root word of shield, you'd, you'd have to put the gate. You'd have to put the door or you'd have to put the portal. So faith, faith is a portal in the spirit. Faith is a gate. Uh, uh, man. Faith is a door in the spirit. Faith is a gate in the spirit. Faith, my brother, my sister, is a portal in the spirit. It, it, it's, a, it's powerful because the communication and the understanding behind this is that with faith you can access realms. With faith you can access dimensions. Now maybe you think I'm making this thing up, right? Maybe you think I'm making this thing up. Let me read you this thing. Come, uh, Ephesians. Huh. Verse 18, chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 18. For in him, through him, we both have access. We both have access, the Jew and the Gentile, by one spirit to the Father. Question, where is the Father? Where is the Father? The Father is in heaven. And he says, we have access. So we can access the Father through Jesus. The Bible says, through Him by faith in another scripture, we have access. Which means that what Paul is really telling us here, and what really the Spirit of God is really telling us here, is, is that faith is the gateway to all of God's goodness. Faith is a portal. Now, faith serves in the spirit as a portal, but it also serves as a shield. So he says, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench, will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. That means every weapon Satan can throw. All kinds of darts Satan can throw. He says only the shield of faith will give you ability to quench them. Oh, pastor, I'm being attacked. You, brother, lift up your shield. Oh, pastor, I'm going through the most. Brother, lift up your shield. Is, is your shield up? Where is your shield? Because, and not just, what am I saying when, when I say, where's your shield? I'm saying faith, where's your faith? 
Because he says, with faith, every weapon, Im- imagine, imagine. He says, you can quench, imagine, imagine, imagine your child is being attacked by the devil. Right? It's a dart. That's a fiery dart. Right? That attack to your child is a fiery dart. He says, faith can quench it. You, your shield, he says, all you need to do is put up the shield of faith. Devil, no. Not on my child. Go find somebody else's child. Not on mine. He says, he says, he says, the shield of faith. You see, in the spirit is portrayed as a shield, but in the natural, it is what? It is an act. You understand? A shield is an act. In the natural, it is an act. Because he's telling you, you through faith, you are the gatekeeper of your life. Satan will not do in your life. That will not be successful in your life that you do not allow. So every that that seems to have success, you have allowed it. Because he says, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able. So your ability to stop the devil comes from what? Your ability to stop the devil comes from your faith. Hence, I told you that faith is a weaponry. There is a dimension of faith that you must access. Because without accessing that dimension, you are vulnerable. So when Satan throws a dart, boom. It sticks. When it's all, he says all, all the fiery darts, all. That means faith can deal. Faith can deal with every satanic wile, every satanic agenda, every satanic dart, every satanic weapon. The solution is faith. And guess what you do? You don't fight, it's a shield. He throws it. He throws it. He, throw, he, he does not say he will not throw it. He will throw all of them. That means, my brother, my sister, Satan will throw everything at you. Everything he has, he will throw at you. But he says you can quench it. <laughs> do, do you know what that means? You can put water to the fire. You can quench the fire. It's, it's fiery darts, right? Right? Lo namazaloanika gospel alone la romela satani mollo. Kena romelang mollo. Lona romele mollo. Romela mollo, romela mollo, romela mollo. No, that's not how it works. Ona romele mollo, emelisa shield. Mollo, fire, fire, fire. That's 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 not what the scriptures teach. We don't send fire to the devil. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. He sends the fire. You got, he's, he's the one sending the fire. You are the one quenching the fire. Through the shield of faith. Manyala, these, are the, these doctrines, crap. Crap, unscriptural. Have no base in the spirit. Lightning bolt. No, 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 no. It's Satan that does that. You see that? He's fiery darts. You'll be able to quench. 
You, you will be able to quench. Now, you are not able. Angi. Left, right and center. Why? Where is your ability? Is because your shield is not up. Your, your shield is not up. He says, above all, above all, taking, <laughs> when he, taking the shield of faith, with which you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Can you see how, how faith plays a crucial role? In interdimensional warfare? Why? Because you must understand between you and your blessings are dimensions. <laughs> between, between Daniel's answer, between, between Daniel and his answer, there were dimensions. The angel stopped at a dimension where he was held prisoner with the kings. These are these principalities, by the way. So there's a dimension where there, 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 there's a requirement that above all, you, you stand in the spirit realm with the shield of faith. These are above all, these are above all tools. Look at it. The shield of faith is number one. The helmet of salvation is number two. And the sword of the spirit is number three. Now, I ask a question. I, I propose a question. Why isn't the word or the sword of the spirit number one? Why is it number three in the above all? Why does it look like the sword comes after the shield? Okay, let me ask you a question. If you have nothing to protect yourself in war and all you have is a weapon, tell me how far will you go? Uyo far. Uyo far. With all your sword, so he says, in war, the most important thing is what your shield. Because remember, even if you don't have your breastplate, you can put up your shield, it will protect you. Even if you don't have shoes, <laughs> the, the shield will protect you. <laughs> you get that? Even if you are naked, as long as you've got your shield, you've got a chance. You got a chance. As long as the shield is there, you got a. The enemy throws his arrows. You can block, right? You have a chance. But if you are naked and all you have now is is your is your sword, pelile now, pelile. Because so what's happening with most of you you naked in the spirit on top of that all you have in your hand is the sword oh the word of the Lord say no 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 Romela is so ferried no shapa one thing confession three hours gone 
The word of the Lord, the word of Ograkol. Hey, we sorry, we have to let you go. You're fired. <laughs> God, where are you? God, sword, I see a sword. You irritating. Bow papa rule. Bow irritating. So he says, take the shield above all. Taking the shield. Take, take your shield, Mzalwan. Stop going to battle shieldless. Oh, Troy. It's not going to Troy, bro. No, 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 no. You need a shield. Hallelujah. <laughs> you need a shield. You, you need, and, and the shield is fake. Because if you don't have the shield of faith, how are you gonna block it? How are you gonna say, hey, stop it! Stop it! Things will go out of control without the shield of faith in your life. You will have irritances, annoyances. Just last week, I showed you with the earphone with those um uh, the, the mic making noise making noise shut up work that's what you do shut up why? it's a shield because you must remember Satan will work through anything and everything in the natural he will work with just to just to distract you just to get you out of the spirit See that when, you, when, when Satan throws depression at you, listen, the reason why that, that is having an influence, your shield is not up. We must stop it with this strong demon. No, it's not strong demon. It's, it's weak faith, pathetic. Hallelujah. So he says, taking up the shield of faith with which you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts, all, not just some, not just a few, all. So whatever Satan throws at you, you, you will be well prepared for it. In other words, it will be quenched. It will be put out. Imagine, 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 imagine what kind of a believer would that be to Satan. Satan would be irritated. Do you think Satan would bother you? You must understand, Satan doesn't have the patience that you think he has. The Bible tells us about Jesus in, in the wilderness. The Bible tells us that he, he, he went in once, went in twice, went in three times. The Bible said the devil left him. Well, I don't see, man. Easy. Oh, I'm going to play here. This one is an easy one. This, this is an easy target for me. Only that. Shabara blood. He doesn't even need to howl. No, just gentle blow. <laughs> Lucy, what can I do for you? <laughs> this one is weak. No, I know the devil. I know these devils. I know these principalities. I know these powers. I know them. How are you, you going to know them? With, with your faith, with the shield of your faith. Because after a while, the devil will give up on you. The, the devil will give up on you. Baba, you are like, you are like, a, you, are, you know, 
Hebrews, Hebrews. Hebrews 11. Hallelujah. You, you, you're learning something. You're learning something. Your faith is essential. Your faith is essential for, for the putting out of every satanic God. Because he's going to throw them. Listen, he's going to throw them. Throughout this life, you're going to have your fair share. In his quiver, there are arrows just meant for you. There's your name written there, Mike. There's a bunch of them there, written, your name written there. Chris, your name is there. You've got special, Satan has darts there. This one is going to Mike. This one is going, these ones. And he has set them. This one, in June, we're sending this. In, in April. Now, if you have a shield of faith up, I mean, there are some, there are some darts you don't even think about. Like, you don't even notice when they come. Well, you, your, your shield faith is up. So even when he throws them, you don't notice them, but they're being thrown. For August, Ugrunali package, 28 darts in the spirit, they are, being, they are coming for you. But if your shield of faith is up, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He can have a million, it doesn't matter. As long as my shield of faith is up, I will quench all of them. He says, with which you will be able. That means without the shield, you are not able. You don't have protection without, without faith. You don't have protection. You don't have it. So how do, how do you resist the dart? How do you quench it? How do you put it out? You don't put it out. It will fry you. <laughs> you just have to let it. It's going to fry you. Hallelujah. Now let's, let's read um, Hebrews 11. Here's what's interesting here about this particular scripture is that these men exercised faith and the faith which Jude was talking about without having been born again or being in the kingdom of God, which means that faith is universal and faith is transgenerational, which means that anyone, anyone, anyone can access faith because these patriarchs utilized faith that God commanded. They utilize faith in, in primitive generations that, that yielded fruit, that yielded result, which means that faith is eternal. And Christians have thought themselves special, thinking they have a different no, it's not. This is the faith. This is the faith that made man like Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Moses, and even Jesus. Which means that faith 
has been available for mankind since the beginning of time. And whatever these men achieved by faith is what you can also achieve by faith. Because it's universal. It's not specific to a generation. So whatever they could attain is attainable by you if you have the same spirit of faith. In my prayer last night, the Spirit of God gave me an inspiration. He said to me, write down all the things that these men accomplished by faith. And I began to write them down. And I began to write them down. And I began to write them down. And after writing them down, I read them. And I realized, wow. Wow. This is what it means to live by faith. From Hebrews chapter 11 to chapter 3, these are all the things that were done by faith. Offerings and sacrifices to God. You, you can write this down. Offerings and sacrifices to God were made by faith. By faith, God was pleased. By faith, Man experienced transportations and translations. By faith, prepared for the future. By faith, obeyed God. By faith, lived in the promises of God. By faith, received strength to do the impossible. By faith, passed the test of life. By faith, proclaim blessings. By faith, prophesy and speak of the future. By faith, preservation of life from danger. By faith, refuse to follow the world. By faith, forsake the world. By faith, keep the commandments of God. By faith, experience the miracle working power of God. By faith, destroy strongholds and obstacles of destiny. By faith, not perish or suffer any loss from the world. By faith, subdued kingdoms and nations. By faith, operated and worked righteousness. By faith, obtained promises from God. By faith, stopped the mouth of lions. By faith, quenched the violence of fires. Escaped the edge of the sword. By faith, experienced deliverance. By faith, out of weakness were made strong. By faith, became valiant and bold in battle. By faith, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. By faith, received the dead raised to life again. By faith, endure mocking trials and afflictions. By faith, overcome temptations. By faith, faithful until death. By faith, perfected in Christ. Ask yourself, with all your faith in Jesus Christ. What have you done by faith? What have you accomplished by faith? When you hear the resume of the patriarchs who have achieved 
things in this life by faith. Can you say that by faith you offer to God sacrifices? That by faith you please God? That by faith you've experienced transportations and translations and supernatural traveling in the spirit? By faith prepared for a future you have not yet seen? By faith obeyed God against all the odds lived in the promise of God. Now this document of faith accomplishment of faith achievement is a question to generations, a challenge to generations. Let's see what we could do with our faith. What will you do with yours? And sadly, most of our brethren, most of the Christian world have only mastered faith for salvation. Only mustard faith to be saved, faith to receive the Holy Ghost, but not faith to go into adventures of life, which the Bible clearly commands us to live by. Because if we live by faith, we will experience adventures in God that are beyond even our own mind's capacity to find. Because this is a world in which God Think about what these people achieved. Think about what these people accomplished by their faith. And be challenged to contend for this faith. Because this is the faith that pleases God. This is the faith that pleases God. And, and faith is the foundation which you must commit your resources, both spiritual and natural, to ensure that it is strengthened. To ensure that in your life, this foundation is strengthened. You must fight for this life. You must contend for it. Yes, you must. You must against your body, against the flesh, against the soul, against the principalities and powers, against the world. Because the world will try and convince you that there's no such thing as faith to move mountains. But remember, he never told you to believe them. He said, believe me. Believe me. So it really doesn't matter what anybody says. What's important is that you build and that you strengthen the foundation of your faith. Otherwise, you risk making a shipwreck of your faith and forfeiting all the blessings 
and your inheritance in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. You don't, don't, don't have to remember everything. I'll just send, I'll just send you this list. But be challenged. There comes a point in life where you say enough is enough. I'm tired of just dabbling in the waters. I want to go deep in God. I want to go deep and understand the realities of life. And it starts with strengthening the foundations that I sent you. Praise God. Next week we'll move to the third foundation. I think I've shared every or what's important about the faith foundation. We'll move to the third foundation next week and begin to build and show you why it's important to build these foundations. I, I, hope, I hope by now you realize why it's essential for foundations, your spiritual foundations in God to be strengthened. It's important. It's very important. Especially in the times in which we are living in. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now let's 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 send our offerings and uh, and our tithes. And then let's pray for them. But you learned something? You, you, you got something? You learned something? You learned something? You're blessed? Praise God. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you.